Hello and welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia. I'm your host, Ryan Black, and I'm joined with my co-host, Joshua Taylor, and we are back and we are playing with power. Josh, how you doing this week? Hello, I am not doing too bad right now. Good to hear, man. Uh, I am doing well as well. Um, it's been a pretty busy week, um, but I've got a short week at work, so I'm off the next three days. It's going to be nice. I'm going to be streaming on uh, on the uh, Saturday, 24 hours uh, for Extra Life, so I'm going to be pretty tired on Sunday uh, and still have to work that day, but uh, I'll recover. <laughs> but I know I'm not as young as I used to be, but uh, so uh, let's go ahead and get into what we are Radical Rexen about. Okay, Josh, what's your radical question about this week? Well, um, some about our topic, which I feel like I kind of have been for months now. <laughs> so I won't get too much into that. I've been playing more Sparks of Hope. Um, and, you know, outside of that, game-wise, not a whole, whole lot, except the Mario Party 1 and 2 did just, did just come out um, on the NSO N64 app, whatever you call it. And I've always been a fan yeah. of that series, including like since the first game back over 20 years ago. It has aged a little <laughs> funny. So if this is your first time playing that game, maybe not Ryan's, but anyone else's, um, you know, just go in knowing it's not the most balanced thing in the world. Um, you you want to know how I got these scars? Yeah, <laughs> there's there's <laughs> there's things like that that, you know, age a little a little funny, <laughs> but it, it's fine. It's fine. But I, I still like seeing them back and the potential to maybe play them online with some people and things like that. It's always good to, to sort of relive some of that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, hmm, I feel like I'm forgetting some other cool stuff, but I will say one, one sort of bummer, but uh, I'm, I'm sort of finding some light in it as well, is my Facebook that I've had for 14, 15 years was uh, taken over by some dude who I guess wanted to break into it bad enough to just go in and basically delete it. <laughs> so that really? kind of stinks at the same time it's been kind of nice like oh yeah i don't I, i'm not sitting there looking at facebook just when i have nothing else to do granted i still have my twitter and everything mm -hmm. else but um yeah. so you know that kind of sucks hopefully that we can get that figured out they don't have support but yeah. i won't get into all that hopefully um yeah it, it, it sucks with some of the memories and things like that 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 would go away but it is what it is um Definitely. trying to find the light in all of that sort of stuff but yeah, yeah, there's there's plenty else to look forward to, including in the in the game world. Yeah, um, I did some research on that, and it looks like they keep it around for like 30 days anyway. It's not truly deleted. So yeah. if maybe you can even see if they could capture the things that you need, like your photos and stuff, just to save your memories. Like that's something maybe they could do um, if they oh, can't yeah. restore the account, which I couldn't see why they wouldn't be able to. But, you know, you've got two, th two factor authentication you've got to get around to, as, as your wife was explaining to me. So. Yeah, I hope you get able to get that unlocked because you're tied to the Nintendo Nostalgia, yeah. you know, accounts, and uh, I, I love you have your own streaming with your Whopper account, and so like it's it's a little rough. I do love hopping like, in that, that was your that place. You didn't you didn't Twitch. You you did Facebook mostly, didn't you, for Facebook gaming? For that, yeah, that last little bit I did. I haven't done that in a while, but yeah, I, I did. I sort of did that because there's a lot of people I have on there. It's mostly a family, distant family thing, and you know that sort of stuff. So I got to mm -hmm. recontact to them, but. You know, right now it, yeah. it just kind of kind of stings, but I'm not that. It's not the end of the world. You know, I've lived without that before, and we'll figure it out. But I do. I do miss. I like yeah. jumping in that group, especially like our group on uh, Facebook, and that's kind of our primary way of speaking on there. At least right now, it is. So. Yeah. 
yeah, we'll definitely get you hooked up again if, uh, if you can't get that old one reinstated. But uh, sorry to hear that, man. But I do know the freeing uh, feeling it is when you, you're able to put away social media for a while or have for one reason or another. You know, you, you, I mean, it's not the first time you've been in Facebook jail, so I'm sure <laughs> yeah. this is not too much different. <laughs> I was innocent both times. The last one was kind of funny, but I won't even get into all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not one that goes um, in like post political stuff. But apparently, you really got to be careful with what you share. Like, I don't care about that stuff. This, this just, the last time was just goofy. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as what I've been recording about, um, I have been enjoying Splatoon three constantly. Like that's a big game that Draco and I have been playing together, and it's been great. Like each night, just. Just hop on before we go to bed and, and just get our dailies in, you know, do the gasha and then and win our one match and then switch over to Salmon Run and, yeah. and have some fun with that and try to get all the sparkly ones for the first, you know, the two sparklies, uh gashas that you can get on the, mm-hmm. yeah, as you gain experience or as you play. So that's been fun. Um, we're not super great, but having a lot of fun with that. Um, and then other than that, um, not a whole much, much else is going on with gaming. Um, on Halloween, I played a little bit of Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, just, you know, uh, didn't get too far into it, but I got to play it a little bit more. So it was nice to, to get back to it. And then I've been playing some Klonoa. I'm on what I'm assuming to be the last level. Um, been, I'm trying to get 100% all the way through. And so I'm, I keep having to backtrack or keep trying levels over again to get you know, collect all the, the hidden things, all the hidden gems, and try to find the, the eggs you had to break and stuff. So um, I'm still working through that. Almost done. This is the first game. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to commit to the second game just yet because I still have Nier to do, and I also have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge. Hmm. I'm probably going to be touching a couple of those things uh, on my 24-hour stream on Saturday, but I haven't decided what I'm going to do exactly. Um, it's going to be pretty much a variety stream, whatever I feel like. Uh, whatever keeps me awake, essentially. <laughs> I probably won't be playing any of the uh, Wingspan game if I'm trying to stay awake. So. I've, I've always wanted to do that. I, I haven't got to it yet, but uh, I, I really I really like yeah. that idea of being able to to use gaming for, for something good like that, you know? So Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be raising money for the local uh, Riley Children's Hospital. So uh, we actually take Draco there uh, for various things that we need to do that involve allergies because we really trust them with allergy care. Um, so we, we, the two, uh, COVID vaccines that we got for Draco, um, we got there because they were able to just take us straight up to a room and start with the, uh, the epi epinephrine or the Benadryl, whatever was needed at the time for the reaction. But we wanted to make sure there was at least a couple of, uh, of rounds in to to help protect the immune, what little bit of the immune system that it would take. So, so yeah, um, yeah, we definitely, uh, Oh, a lot to them, and uh, we really like Riley and their care that they do. Even though they're a children's hospital, they're really good and help. And they t- they talk in a way that's easy for Draco to work with. Um, sometimes Draco will be nonverbal, and so just um, th- they're able to work with kids that just don't want to talk or don't you know or are like overwhelmed. So it really helps with that. So yeah, and they're part of the network, the greater network of the IU Health Network. Um, so we have a lot of uh, a lot of good good things to say about them. And uh, looking forward to helping raising money for that. Uh, my goal is 500. Um, I think it was last, less than my first year streaming, um, but I haven't been streaming like consistently or anything, so I don't have any like regular followers. I did, you know, post at my work like, "Hey, I'm doing this thing on Saturday. Come check it out." And I think I posted on my Facebook too. But I've not been super proactive. But I'm just gonna have fun with it and game and, and enjoy the good time. I'm not worried about any of the incentives or anything. Apparently, you can get some cool prizes, but I've not even looked at it. Um, but you know, I've been hearing the Nintendo dads talk about 
and they're, they're going to go to New York and stream with uh, the Phoenix Overdrive. And it's actually the team that I'm on is Phoenix Overdrive. Um, so it's kind of cool that I'm going to be kind of affiliated with the Nintendo Dads. And speaking of Nintendo Dads, you have something to Radical X about that uh, one. Um, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I, was, I was on an episode with, with them um, uh, last week. I guess it came out sun, Sunday, I think, Saturday. It was the past, past couple days it, it came out on their YouTube channel. So I got to talk about basically the topic we're, we're talking about tonight. Um, I'm sure things will go in slightly different directions, so you should probably listen to both. <laughs> um, Definitely. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's mostly about Sparks of Hope. It's about an hour long. Um, yeah, so go check that out as well. Cool. Well, I think that brings us to the topic at hand. Uh, today we are talking. I have one more. I almost forgot. And oh, it, it crossed yeah. my mind. And I've been so caught up in Mario and Rabbids, which we're just about to get into, is I, I wanted to throw this your way, too, because I haven't talked to you much about it, is Friday yeah. uh, Sonic Frontiers is supposed to come out. Um, so I, I kind of just wanted to see what you thought on that. Cause I've been a Sonic fan for a long time. You know, I've uh, Mario even yeah. longer, you know, I've Mario, Mario, it just have the greater games. Um, but you know, there's a special yeah. place for Sonic still for me. I love the adventure yeah. games, especially that's just my forte. And this looks like it's hearkening somewhat back to that more so than the past decade or so has at least. So I'm pretty excited for it, except I just wish I knew if the Switch version was going to run. Okay, that's my biggest thing I'm worried about right now. But yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know what, um, if, if you were excited for it or looking at picking it up or what have you. I'm excited for it. Um, I trust that Sega would at least patch the rough parts out and Switch if the early adopters find that there's something wrong with it. But um, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I've only seen just a little bit. I've not watched a lot of the videos. I don't want to be spoiled, but sure. I w- I'm hoping it feels like a Sonic Adventure game. Um, really do, but you know, I also want it to be its own thing, sure. with its own mechanics and its own like surprises. I just hope it feels great and has great combat because Sonic really lacks in combat in a lot of times, yeah. like, in a lot of ways. Like in some of the games where it's just like it, it's hard to match up speed with fighting in a cohesive way that is a user controlled experience that, that is a good thing. You know? Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I, I'll try anything Sonic. Like I love Sonic Chronicles, the RPG, sure. which That's you know, RPG turn-based RPG and Sonic just seems weird, but, um, it works. Um, but I'm also excited for the story and, uh, you know, I know you've mentioned a couple of times, but see, uh, Knuckles return to glory. Yeah. That's in a game that makes me, cause he's been kind of dopey. That makes me lately. happy. Um, I haven't actually seen the Sonic 2 movie yet, so really? I might have to do that before I see Frontiers. Like, you know, find it on a streaming service or something, but I've got Paramount Plus. I think it's on there. Yeah, it's, it's but fine. I need to check that out. Um, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't have any plans of picking it up, but I do have it on my Christmas list. Cool. And depending on, like, people saying it's amazing, I might go for it a little earlier, try to get a hold of it. But I've got Pokemon coming up as well, too, that I'm saving for. Yeah, so. that's kind of our... It just depends on how that goes. Um, that's our problem right now is between Sonic and Pokemon um, the thing with one's yeah. going to be on the Christmas list, so to speak. Um, and mm-hmm. the other's not long story short. My wife and I both want our own copies of Pokemon anyway. And then now we've got my daughter yeah. that's interested. So we don't know how to handle that yet. Mm. So yeah, that's a little more meaty. Uh, that might be waiting. Yeah. For Christmas, but anyway, I've got the double pack on pre-order. So I, I just I've got some some gift cards I got from work and then I've got to come up with just a little bit extra to, to cover the rest of it. I give it a hard time, but I, I am, I, I do enjoy those games for the most part. I, I just wish that something is just, just a little nitpicky for me that just. Yeah. Irks me a little bit, but they're, they're still good at heart. I'm, I'm hoping that the 
online playing with friends is as good as I'm hoping it would be. I'm not, I'm worried it's just going to be like, there's not a lot of features to do or things to do with friends. Yeah. But again, this is something I haven't really given much imagination to. And I'm hoping that they do, they capture my imagination in their own ways instead of me trying to figure out how they're going to do it. Um, because I'm not expecting MMO quality, um, like, you know, going raiding with friends That's or anything fine. like that. But um, doesn't need I, to be. I'm hoping it's it's a good for that. Yeah. So um, overall, I'm hoping it's a pretty good package. And I'm excited to see the new Pokemon because I've got to catch them all on that person. <laughs> so. All right. Cool. Well, I think we are all good. Let's get into the topic for the show. This week, we are talking all about Mario versus Rabbits. That's right. Mario versus Rabbits. And we're going to talk a little bit about the first game. So I didn't want to say like it was all about Sparks of Hope, but um, I do want to, you know, give what's due to the first game and, and talk about its legacy uh, before we roll into Sparks of Hope um, with Kingdom Battle. Um, I personally have played Kingdom Battle. Um, I have played uh, not all of it. Um, I think I'm in the last area, so I just need to go through it and beat it like. I really thoroughly enjoyed the uh, the ghost, the haunted area, though there was quite a difficulty spike there towards the end of that that area. Um, so, um, and I haven't played any of the DLC with the Donkey Kong stuff, which I which I hear is where it really shines. Um, but um, I do enjoy the game, the mechanics, and everything. I was pleasantly surprised um, that it just worked. Um, I was trying to do that alongside Breath of the Wild stuff, and so you know I had those both vying for my attention. Um, but I really did like circle back to it after breath of the wild and played it some and, and didn't didn't complete it but really enjoyed what i had for that and the charm is there and i i liked certain characters and certain the way things interacted and i'm hoping to see more of that in the new game which i'm sure you'll touch on but uh, give us a little bit of background on your experience with this uh th- this f- first game with kingdom battle hmm it's it's kind of hard to know where to start for me uh to be honest i picked it i did not pick it up on release date um I it's it's not necessarily my usual genre. You know, I have played some Fire Emblem games. Um, it's maybe the biggest thing I can compare it to, um, even though they're they're pretty different as well. But uh, I never played like XCOM or anything like that. RPGs are hit and miss with me, just to, just really depending on what they are. But this one um, took off pretty quick once I got a hold of it. Once I started really trying to keep up with it and take it seriously, you know, like really consider getting it really anything that has Mario's name on it usually gets my attention anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's what eventually got me to cave. (laughs) Um, It was shortly after release, but I didn't jump out like day one on it. And, but obviously I'm glad I I got it when I did. Um, I think it, I think it's sort of a good way to ease your way into a different sort of genre like that, into that strategy sort of, RPG is sort of deal if, if you're not really used to it. And as you know, I, I'm coming mm-hmm. from somebody who doesn't put a whole lot of time into those usually. Um, but from what I can tell, it seems like it it's a pretty chill game for those who are a little more used to it as well. Like it, 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 it works. Uh, you know, it's not 
yeah. it's not like insanely easy, um, but it's not like, well, some of the later extra challenges are extremely difficult, um, <laughs> but it, it's yeah. not incredibly punishing for the most part either. So, yeah, and I think it's pretty accessible and it's not slow and clunky. It's pretty quick and snappy and, and how even when you do turn based stuff like you think it's, it's really smooth and fluid and that, that feels great um, with combos and things. Yeah. So um, following the legacy, uh, you know, this game was leaked early um, and people are like, no way that can't exist. Like Mario and Rabbids, like that's that's got to be like the biggest joke of the year. And then it ended up being an actual thing. And like, what? And then like people were making fun of it and they're like, no, it's actually a good game. It's like, what? Like, what's going on here? And then yeah. it just like, you know, came out of nowhere and just like left a legacy and started this whole franchise if you will um and from what i understand like yes this was mario um and rabbits but it sounds like the new game is pushing in into more of expanding the rabbits universe um but still has mario elements to it um just from some, like there's a new rabbit character it's not necessarily mario centric um and so like and you know there's been some teasing of some dlc that's coming later that shows some other rabbits that aren't necessarily nintendo themed um, so I think that's kind of cool to see, um, you know, what's coming. Um, and uh, so this game, you know, it's got multiplayer. It's got it's got your single player stuff. It's got lots to do. You thoroughly enjoyed playing the game, the old game with uh, with your wife. Um, just that's something you two bonded over. Similar like what I'm bonding with, you know, Draco over with the uh, Splatoon. Oh, yeah. So okay. um, so leaving off on the first game now, I, I don't know how the first game ends necessarily. Um, but would you say that you have to complete the first game to really get a good understanding of the, st- the start of the second game? Or do you think that something like if even if you've played Kingdom Battle, but you haven't beaten it, could you jump on into the second one? And would you recommend doing that? Or would you think finishing up the first one would be a good idea? Kind of in the middle on that. From a story standpoint, it's not a huge deal. I mean, you're not like going to get super confused necessarily. But there are definitely some key points without going into spoilers, especially for later on, mm-hmm. that that will carry over from that first game. Um, okay. I don't think you necessarily have to beat it as long as you know, most of the, uh, hmm, most of the lore, I guess, most of the story around it. Yeah. Um, you sort of pick up on, Oh, that was, I, I, I remember that. Or I'm really trying to dance around spoilers here. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, for the, from the story perspective, mostly you should be good. There's even a, little like memories section um, that you can go to in Sparks of Hope near the beginning that gives you a very quick like story so far sort of deal. Um, so th- mm-hmm. that helps. Uh, the one thing, again, you can go in gameplay wise and you can figure it out. It teaches you the first little bit is sort of a tutorial without being a straight tutorial. Um, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. The The only thing with the gameplay is... I feel like this is definitely more of an evolution to Kingdom Battle. Uh, it, it's different, but mm-hmm. I could see it being a little strange. Like if you started with Sparks of Hope, got used to it, played through it, and then went back to like the old grid system and mm-hmm. stuff. I I can't really say how yeah. that feels because I did start with Kingdom Battle, but I feel like that might feel a little odd or take some getting used to. I guess either way it takes some getting used to, but it almost might feel like a step back. As long as you're aware of that, it hmm. it may be fine to start either way. Um, so, yeah. From my understanding, 
it's kind of a free roam. Like you have a certain distance that you can travel. Different characters have different distances. So is it like a sphere? Like you have like a bubble around you and that's the, you can move within that bubble instead of like actual tiles. Um, and you can like position yourself in different places within that bubble. Or is it something else a little bit less uh, geometric, I suppose? Um, Cause I know that you could move certain number of blocks, but it seems to be different in this one. Um, it's a little bit more free flow and you don't really have necessarily tiles that you're moving right. along or, or anything like that, even though it, it was kind of masked anyway in the first game, like in some ways. Um, like, what do you think? Um, how would you describe that? I guess, over audio on, on what, what's different there. So it, it does feel more free. I think it opens up some new possibilities that wouldn't be possible like in the original, it is sort of like a, a big circle, so to speak, that you're in. And you can there is abilities and ways you can sort of open that up for depending on what character you're using and things like that. The size of that um, there is, of course, the mobility. If you remember in Kingdom Battle, there is like the team jump um, where you can jump mm-hmm. off of one character and kind of land somewhere else. Um, that's like upgraded where you sort of hover for a little bit and you can go kind of mm-hmm. land, you know, over the little bit of hovering space you got, you can land somewhere else, and there's another little circle. So I think it definitely has opened up a lot, um, along with the normal dashes and things like that. It's, mm-hmm. like I said, it's it's sort of a, a more freeing evolution, I think, of, of what Kingdom Battle was, um, at least mm-hmm. with the movement. It's like you're, you're straight up walking around each character as well, too, where you're not just like, you know, controlling Beepo, basically a cursor, and selecting where you want them to yeah. walk. You are actually walking them around. Okay. Hmm. Now, do you switch characters in the in the overworld, um, or is there even an overworld? Um, like, I guess comparing it to like Pokemon, like, is it like you're in overworld and you get into a random battle, or is it like you literally walk up to an enemy and attack them real time, and it kind of kicks off the battle or is it like free flow or is it more of like, you know, go from point A to point B to point C? Like what kind of structure does that have? There's a little bit of both. Um, there is actually some sort of uh, battles out in the wild. There's not like a ton of that. So it's not like super annoying or anything. If you're just trying to walk around and explore mm-hmm. some places, you know, you do have to kind of watch if you don't want to get stuck in like a little battle that doesn't mean a whole lot to you, but they're not that obnoxious. They don't take forever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there, there's there's like little quest menus where there's like your main story quest. There's little side quests you can do. Um, again, if you're coming straight from Kingdom Battle, those worlds are a little more um, blocky, so to speak, and they sort of feel like there's like a one dash one, one dash two sort of flow almost to it. This is a yeah. little more open than that for sure, um, and the, the worlds themselves okay. are a little more. Uh, I don't want to say realistic, but. You know, the, the, there's mountains and little towns and things like that. You know, it doesn't feel quite as mm-hmm. as just sort of like squared off. It There's a good reason. It's, f- it's a bit more topologically diverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, there's a good reason, I guess, for it, too, because a lot of the theming comes around this. But it almost feels like how Mario Galaxy sort of has like its own little areas. Um, and yeah. they, they might look like they're kind of floating in space because they pretty much are <laughs> so there's still some of that mm-hmm. but it, it still feels a little more alive yeah um, that does bring me to a point like this does look like a like the mario galaxy version of rabbits yeah uh, mario versus rabbits so is there a lot of elements of are there any like planetoid type things or any kind of gravity issue gravity things that you have to work with like is there anything like 
not touching on like super spoilers, I hope, but um, like, is there anything, you know, it's set where they're going off into space. So is it more like you're going planets to planets or is it like you're actually doing things in space in different areas of space? Like like space battles, like what what does that look like as far as like you're actually going down to planets or going into certain areas? Like what does that kind of look like for the structure of the game? So So the different worlds are different planets, so to speak. Um, okay. So there is some like spacey elements to it. You're not like controlling the spaceship necessarily. Um, it's almost like mm-hmm. uh, I can't think of what it's called in Mario Odyssey where he rides that ship, you know, and it takes him from place to place. Yeah. That's about the gist of that. I mean, there's mm-hmm. some like cut scenes and things, um, but, you know, there's still that space kind of theme to it. And of course, there's the sparks, mm-hmm. which is assumably like rabbit or essentially like rabbit lumas. Um so, so that alone sort of adds that galaxy-like flair to it. Yeah, hopefully they're a little bit more useful than uh, the uh, the Korok seeds, but <laughs> oh, for, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, from what I understand of these uh, these sparks or these lumas that are rabid versions, um, so they're they each have different abilities and they give you boons and battles. Um, you can. I don't know how often you can pop their specials, or if they have like a cooldown, or if they're just once per battle, or or what. But they give you certain abilities, um, things that you can do. Um, is it essentially like an extra move, or is it is it something that like is pervasive throughout the battle? Like you get a boost to a certain thing, that you, action that you do if you have a certain one. Like, or how how do these things help you? Is, that, is there passive and active things that you like when you activate one that just works all the time? Or is there like a mixture? How does that work? It seems like they're pretty like one one note as far as what they they specialize in but i was wasn't sure if they did any like boosting of stats or anything like passively or anything actively what what does that kind of look there's definitely a variety of different like active and passive skills and stuff they have there's a cooldown for all of them um so like one of the first ones the first one you really start with is starburst and i have his little plush here somewhere i wish i had him nearby um (laughs) but anyway like he will boost your team within the range he can reach in. Uh, I forget what the percentage mm-hmm. starts as. It, 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 you can upgrade them, uh, essentially. But yeah. let's say it's, it boosts everybody like 50% attack power for that turn. So, you know, you might have one that does stuff like that. There's one that shoots out like ooze. It basically like poisons your enemies. There's one that mm-hmm. uh, makes you invisible for two turns. Um, let's say there, there's there's a variety of different like Sort of passive and aggr- more aggressive and defense sort of focused, just whatever you mm-hmm. need them for. And you can assign them to whichever character you want to. So that gives you a ton more of a ton of combinations sort of of who to use them with. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, there's a lot of ways to sort of customize the team you want, um, be it with any of the characters. Yeah. You don't have to use Mario now like you did in Kingdom Battle, though. I, I do actually like using him. I will say that. <laughs> um but between the characters and the sparks and things like that, you can really sort of tailor it the way you're more comfortable with playing. Like I'm sort of like a, I usually play like up close. Like I really like rabid Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm usually more of like a close range sort of focused dude, but you could really mm-hmm. just go to town with someone like Luigi as well on your team. And I, I've seen, mm-hmm. and I've, I've done it pretty before. You can be really mean with just, if you're good at, <laughs> if you have a style and you stick with it, you can really play with that and make adjust the sparks and sort of stuff like that. Attaching to the right character and you go to town. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite in the first game. Um, I love Luigi. Um, I love the reaction site where, like yeah. you know, if, if they pass by, he'll shoot them. 
and then I love vampire ability. Yeah, me too. Um, so like that's that's my jam, like right there. So if if I can have a something that has a vampire ability and uh, still have that line of sight and be able to shoot things at a distance, like that's that's my, my jam for sure. Yeah, I will say the status <laughs> effects are pretty limited to the sparks, um, not so much the characters okay. as much. Not as much. I'm trying to think of there's some different sort of examples, but it feels a little more spark based than it does character based. Like I feel like the first game mm-hmm. sort of did. So when, if I get this game, um, I'll probably be uh, asking you where to get the vampire Luma and uh, how far I have to get into the game to get it and, and all of that. Without big spoilers, <laughs> there is more than one way to to use a little bit of vamp. So Cool. Okay. Um, now, do I don't know if this is spoilers. Um, do you get a lot of variety on your team outside of what they've just basically announced like are we going to see some um are we going to see some new faces along the way that are playable like is it something like after you beat the game or something you can get some more characters not not giving any specifics or anything but is there is there like any kind of like replayability so you'd want to play through the game with these new characters that you get or is it kind of sitting like you build your characters and those are the ones that you build up throughout the game and, and level up and stuff like that? Do you have to level everybody up equally? What's that kind of look like in the grand scheme of the game? And like, how does that affect replayability outside of just like, you know, playing multiplayer with friends? Like, is there something reason to go back to the game, I guess, um, with with characters and things like that? Uh, you really you get your last character a couple or a few, ugh, a few worlds in. So, OK, Um I will say, like, the, the characters, they've shown off, like, all the main characters that you're going to get. Okay. Excluding DLC, of course. Yeah, ex- excluding <laughs> some things that could be coming. Um, but, uh, yeah, they've shown all that off. Uh, I'll say when, like, it comes to, like, earlier worlds, you're not going to, you're pretty much just straight up not going to be able to finish a world 100% without going mm-hmm. forward first and coming back. So I yeah. sort of did that on purpose, too, to sort of like get everybody unlocked and then come back and yeah. play a so and so, you know, in the first world to do this side mission and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, post 100 percent, which I'm almost at, I'm, I've got basically everything in every world, except I haven't done the final boss. I'm, I'm just been setting on it. Um, yeah, understandable. I don't think there's like a whole lot of big reasons to continue, but takes like Mm -hmm. over 50 hours to get to that point so i can't really complain (laughs) um plus i'm the kind of person with a game like this there's a lot to explore around with and i feel like you could just kind of go Mm -hmm. and like just go appreciate some of the details you know like if you haven't sat and read all the lore and all that or found all the little fun little sites to walk up to and check out like i I get something out of that myself but (laughs) There's definitely some humor in the first one, and you, if you explore the right, right. things. <laughs> uh, does this game have that charm, that that humor um, that the first one did? Um, does it does it have a lot of that still? Is it, does it bring a lot of that forward, or is it more of a serious tone? No, I, th- I think it's it's still there's still a lot of funny parts. There's of course maybe this is another like can of worms to open, but I was going to say of course there's the voice acting um, that's been added to yeah. it. Yeah, I hear that's a bit jarring. Yeah, at first. And some people kind of. <laughs> aren't really quite used to it. I feel like I got used to it pretty quick. Um, and I, I understand that, though, especially with, like, the rabbits. They do give a reason for it in the game. Um, so yeah. they do explain it, at least. But, no, I, I feel like a lot of it's still there. And if you remember, like, in Kingdom Battle, I'm not sure what else to call it except for sort of like a point-and-click kind of deal 
where you could walk up to some like objects and hit A and Beepo would like tell mm-hmm. you about it. And a lot of times there's some kind of funny joke or something mixed into it that there's still very much those little yeah. situations where you'll see like a couple rabbits doing something goofy. And if you get closer and well, that was my yeah, favorite part. Yeah, there's, there's still <laughs> very much that. Um, I almost feel like there's more of that sort of thing, or and even some of it where you can mm-hmm. just sort of see it in the background, or there's just an NPC of a rabbit walking around doing something goofy. Um, so yeah, there's definitely there's a lot of character and varieties. If anything, there's a little more variety in some of the the rabbits, like with how outlandish some of them are, um, and not not yeah. just the bosses this just time that- either. Is this like a Luigi's Mansion 2 um, scenario where they're kind of generic, or do they flesh out the characters even more, make them more diverse as far as enemies go and things? I feel like they're... Like, are you going to see the same enemies, just different elements throughout the rest of the game, <laughs> or are you going to see some wide varieties each each world? There's a little bit of, like, you know, you, you see... There's one in particular that I'm thinking of that you sort of see, like, the same thing, but it's just, like, different elements. But, no, I think there's a lot of variety um, I would say more so in this. I, I, I'm thinking more of like the the friendly like NPCs and things like that as well, not just like the bosses, so to speak, or the, the enemies. Mm-hmm. But I think it sort of applies both ways. Okay. I felt like there was a good mix of variety in the first game. Um, I didn't feel like a lot of things was a lot of things were samey. Um, so I think I expect that of this the second game now. So. Outside of, and you haven't completed the game yet, but outside of the single player, um, does the single player offer any kind of co-op or is it just standalone still? Uh, right now, there is only single player in it. Um, okay. I'm not sure what all I can poke at with that right now, but I will say. Sure, um, no. Um, I will say right now it's just single player and I don't know of anything in the future, so. <laughs> and they could do what they did with the first game where you didn't get the multiplayer right away necessarily, but they did add it later. Um, so I could see them doing that, even if it's not in the package. But I was getting ready yeah, to ask, is. like, if they had multiplayer and if there was a competitive scene already. I know you're a big part of the community right. with Rabbids. And so I wasn't sure if there's already something like, you know, this is the meta tier or anything like that, or if that's still something that needs to come to the game. Still. Yeah, it's it's a um, it's a complicated situation, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, right okay. now it's just single okay. player. <laughs> okay now i know that they've announced um some dlc packs um and any one of those could have the multiplayer brought to it or could be a free update like they did the first game you know th- these things aren't off the table because that's just what they did with the first game and so like i i don't see how they how, why they wouldn't want to build out those right. things you know those features that had it before but you know giving people time to enjoy the first the, the story and uh, the single player first um, is nice yeah. um, and help you, you know, collect 100% before they give you something to work towards. And I'm kind of curious if they're going to do something online, if they're going to do the competitive scene, and if they're going to do some kind of like season pass type thing or what they're going to do with that. And it, I'm, I'm maybe you make it a gross assumption that it's going to be a free update like it was in the first one. But, you know, uh, maybe that's something they're going to tie into the DLC packs. But um, I know that we do have confirmation that Rayman's coming. Uh, so that's exciting. I know that was that was leaked or teased. I'm not sure if they've made the official announcement yet, but um, it's uh, it's kind of cool to, to know that Rayman's going to be there. Uh, no hope for my uh, my beloved Ed to come to the no. game, but um, it'll be excited to see Rayman there. I think Ed's dead. <laughs> oh, no. Poor Ed. <laughs> Canonically, he's dead. Yes. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a Rabbit's Ed. <laughs> that would be a deep cut, but that would that would be pretty funny. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> Can you imagine a, a Rabbids Rayman? 
a Ray Rabbit. Getting out of control. <laughs> Starting to go off the rails a little bit. <laughs> oh, but uh, that's that's interesting. Um, so I'm sure there's some characters surprises surprises in store for this game. Um, a lot of different things. Um, I was most intrigued by the second DLC that they announced and they teased it. The art was pretty cool. Yeah. It looked kind of like a jungle planet. And uh, there was a, a new character that looks kind of in the same like style or vein like that the new character they introduced in Sparks of Hope, Edge. like as you're as starting on your team, um, that kind of looks like they're maybe related or something. But this one looks a little bit more sinister with the razor teeth and, and everything. Yeah, she's so, got. I don't know. She's got those dark chow like teeth. You know what I'm talking about? That big grin. Yeah, that's yeah, what I thought exactly. of immediately. I love that. That's probably what draws me in. <laughs> but um, I really like the you know that. That element is probably just touched on my Sonic Adventure 2 battle with love. Right. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. <laughs> we we know. We we all know. It's probably why it drawed me into. I drew a picture of her, okay, actually, if you the... look on Twitter. Did you see that earlier? Uh, I was no, goofing I off during work. I, I just did it. It's a really, it's a very rough drawing. I just was like, hey, I'm going to draw that. Yeah. But anyway. I'll just check it out. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I wonder... You know, so you say the game, you're trying to 100% things, uh, try to unlock everything before you beat it, essentially. Yeah. Um, is that what you're trying to do is like basically unlock or get everything that you can uh, pre, you know, pre end of game. Um, now, if you're going for that, you say it's about 50 hours or do you think like shotgun straight through if you're trying to just beat it really speed around it? Like how long do you think it would be? From what I've experience and from what i've sort of researched it seems and this is a very rough estimate and it very much varies per person as about any game would yeah but it seems like if you just kind of try to go through the main game it's still going to take about 40 hours and if you try to 100 percent it you get to add about 10 more onto that uh it's okay. about 50 again that's that's a rough estimate but i think that's a pretty good amount of time um myself i think the the last major topic I'd like to bring up, and it's something we always bring up pretty much in everything, is like, so in the first game had notable composers and and some great music in it. Um, does this game carry forward with that legacy with great music? Um, does does it have some of the greats, you know, working on the music for the game? Um, and it could be stuff that comes in the DLC, but how does it stand up to the first game's music and soundtrack and, and I guess, star power behind the, the music? Oh, I, I think it's even better. And that's not just because, you know... It, Grant Kirkhope was like the composer on the first one. This one's got Grant Kirkhope. It's got uh, Yoko Shimomura, um, and it's got Gareth. Ooh, nice. uh, I, I'm gonna say his name. As I, I always say his last name wrong, and I apologize. I, I believe it's is it Coker. Um, goodness. Well, he, basically, Gareth is the one who's done games like Ori. I know of. Um, and there's a handful of others, mm-hmm. um, but all three of them do a really great job. And uh, I'm good. I'm including. Kirk opened that as well, where I feel like the tracks that he covered um, are, are better in this game than they were in Kingdom Battle. Um, not that they were bad in okay. Kingdom Battle. I just I, I just feel like they stand out even better here. Um, and, and they've just really got a good lineup of those three um, that go back and forth in different oh. different tracks. Like I, I've got them all on iTunes right now, and there's over 50 of them. And it, it's a good you can sort of tell, like if you know the composers, you can sort of tell who did what. Um, okay, I was wondering if it was like painfully obvious, like who did what. A little uh, bit, but at the same time, you know, like when you're signatures. playing the game, I don't feel like it's jarring. Like it doesn't feel like completely different, otherworldly styles. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it mostly just sort of yeah. flows right into each other. Okay. Well, 
Very cool. Um, do we have, I guess, kind of a light story element. Do we have a lot of character growth um, for these characters from the first game? Like, do we see some more, um, I guess, progression of Mario? Or is Mario kind of the same caricature throughout the whole game? Do we see some progression? I'm sure the rabbits have times to shine and, and grow into their own. Um, but do we see some of, like, the, the core Nintendo characters get some new, like, canonical, like, character growth or anything? Like, are they just pretty much the same they've always been? They're pretty much the same. And, you know, that's just kind of how Nintendo is. Okay. They're, they're they're sort of tight exactly. with that sort of thing. And yeah. sometimes that's fine. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm pretty okay with that for the most part. Like, even though it's a little funny with the rabbits being able to speak mostly in full sentences and Mario and the gang still kind of doing their wahoos and stuff. And... Maybe it's just because I've known Mario and gang for like my whole life, but I'm kind of okay with that myself. (laughs) Um, But at least I will say with like the rabbits, including like the Mario themed ones, there's a little bit of of growth or at least even more like personality put into what they had already sort of established in Kingdom Battle Um, or literal growth where like rabid Luigi felt more like a little kid in the first game and he feels like a young teenager in this one. Uh-huh. Um, so cool. little things like, excuse me, like that as well. Okay. Um, that's awesome to hear. Um, so definitely a game that you, I mean, you love the first one. Do you, do you love this one just as equally? Do you think you like it a little bit more in some ways? Like, how would you say, like, it stacks up so far from what you've experienced from the first game? Do you think it's, it touches on everything that you liked about it and, and builds upon that? And is one of the greats for you? Multiplayer aside, I would say... I would say for sure this one's a little bit better um, in a lot of ways. Okay. Uh, it's it's a little bit of a weird question just because I, I feel like there's a little bit of I, I try not to be biased um, for, for certain. Yeah. But there is definitely there's obviously like special moments for, for both of these games for me, um, including like two separate trips, um, you know, based around both of them. So it's just it's a complicated question because they're both a little bit different. But. I would say I would say Sparks of Hope is, is is sort of the my favorite of the two. At least I can say that right now. I just don't I don't feel super super duper strong either way, just because they're both special in their own ways. Okay. Um, as far as a closer, um, I just wanted to see like if you were to you know pitch this game to somebody and ha- I'd say they should pick it up, you know, maybe they've played the first one. Um, what what would be the hook, like spoiler-free hook, that you think that they would enjoy? That would that would be something like, oh, I, I like that idea. I think I'm going to go pick it up because of that. Like, what do you think the, the main selling point? And it can be your personal experience or just what you've heard from other people. Like, is there something that really, really makes a strong argument for getting this game, like, like as soon as possible or like for the Christmas holiday or, or what's, what makes this must get? Um, I would say there's all kinds of different people and different likes and things like that. So to, to sort of go off of someone that would be more similar to myself outside of the circle. Um, first off, like most games, I would say that have Mario in the title have have a decent bit of quality to them. Even if, you know, this isn't 100 percent developed by Nintendo, this is Ubisoft's doing, um, you know, they're not going to just throw him to anybody. <laughs> um, so yeah. first off, there's that. Uh, I, I, there's not really much else to compare this to. So it's a very sort of fresh game, I think. Um, it, it's not even like most other RPGs or Fire Emblem or something like that. It, it's, it's sort of its own thing, I think, at least right now, for the most part, it is. Yeah. Um, so there's that. It's 
again, it sounds sort of generic to say it this way, but there's it's it's quite accessible, um, especially with Sparks of Hope. It has its own difficulties and all kinds of different little things you can turn on and off. You can make enemies hurt you more. You can make them hurt you less. You can there's actually an invulnerability. I cannot say that word. A mode that makes you not hurt um, that you can turn <laughs> on, you know, if if you have a child or something that really just wants to get through it. Um, basically, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very ac- uh, accessible. You can also make it, you know, pretty challenging on yourself. So, yeah, I, I think it sort of reaches anybody. There's a, a good, a good solid amount of content. Um, and I'm not just saying that, but I, I, I do feel like the amount of hours that it requires is, is, is pretty decent for, for, you know, mm-hmm. essentially a full price game. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think there's a lot for it. And I think it's one of those where, uh, certain people that like this isn't necessarily their genre or they're unsure about the rabbits even I've heard people say that I, I, I think if they would just more people would give it a shot I think they would end up enjoying it yeah um, you know that's something like we've seen Kingdom Battle like go on crazy sale because you know it's a Mario game but it's also like you know third party so it was yeah, they're allowed to to. say what they yeah. want about it. The, the price and sales during holidays or things like that so um, it sounds like a game that's like worth picking up even without a discount. Um, but if you're you're a little on the fence still, like play the first one for sure. Right. Like you're going to get that on a steep discount um, nowadays. Uh, so play the first one, um, and then from that, like you know, if you really enjoyed what you played there, definitely like if you want to see the better, like improved version of uh, and you know the the sequel, true sequel to this, then uh, pick up the second game. Um, and then and if it happens to be the time where they have a sale or something, like awesome. But uh, definitely, uh, you know, we'd like for people to do early adopting for here uh, just because we want to see more of these types of games. Um, you know, this this Mario and Rabbit crossover is pretty cool. And you know, we're right. getting DLC here coming up here soon. Um, now, maybe they'll have discounts on the base game, um, you know, and you, then you can get the DLC and jump in on that. And, you know, when it's a little older, but uh, definitely uh, weigh your options there. But I definitely it sounds like it's going to be a, a worthwhile to to spend even full price on this game to uh, get the enjoyment out of it especially with things to come with DLC and potential online multiplayer, you know, if they follow the same thing as what they did uh, in the uh, the first game. So uh, it, it seems to have that same charm from what Josh has been able to, you know, to talk about. And uh, it's got got the humor, the toilet humor, and then also just the, the, the chuckle moments. And, yeah. the, oh, what's that doing over there? You know, oh, ha ha, I get the joke, you know. So it's, it's really cool to hear that it has that charm still. And they've done a really good job with this game. Um, and, uh, you know, leaks aside, um, I think that they have, they carried themselves really well with everything and, you know, they've, they've, you know, continued to promote this game. Like it is a top tier Mario game and, uh, you know, have a lot, take a lot of pride in the series and don't just like, oh, well, it's just, you know, run of the mill, like something we're going to do like every year it's right. going to annualize or something like that. Like it's it's got its own charm and they put a lot of care in it and and put the money behind it and also work closely with nintendo it's, it's a unique hybrid and uh definitely worth i will, I will out. say um particularly with and, and I, I chat with some of them almost every day a little bit in, in some small form at least through uh, mm-hmm. through discord and twitter and different things like that but like literally sitting down and, and having a couple meals with like davide um you know a couple months ago like i i really believe a lot of the the main creative people behind uh, both of these games um, really do have a passion for it. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I generally, genuinely think like, especially like Davide in particular is just, just a really nice guy, <laughs> you know? Um, 
And I think it's very much worth trying to support that team and, and sort of keep this, keep yeah. this sort of stuff going. Um, I, Cause I, for one, I think it's, it's still almost a miracle that anybody was able to, to use Mario, like Nintendo's golden child <laughs> in, in this sort of capacity, <laughs> you know, they gave him a gun and they got away with it, you know? <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I very much think there is, there is some heart put into these projects. Definitely worth supporting them. Sounds like they're a good crew and they, they put their heart and soul and uh, love into this game. So uh, definitely check it out. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, thank you so much, Josh, for bringing your your experience and your memories and your knowledge for this, uh, this new game. Uh, I hope this creates lots of nostalgic memories for people going forward. Um, and I, I hope to get into this game here in the near future. Yes, and uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be trying to wrap up the, the first game uh, before I jump into the second game, but uh I'll get to it as soon as I can, and I'm excited for that. Yeah. All right. Did you have any other closing thoughts, or do you want me to go ahead and wrap it up? Uh, not really, no. I, I just really hope to just see this continue to succeed, and, you know, especially that team, and we get more more good stuff from this in the future, um, whatever form that may take. And, and and honestly, maybe this sounds a little selfish. I'd love to be a part of it still in some way and just grow in that. Um, it's it's yeah. been a blast. It's absolutely some of it has been very surreal. Um, so I'll, <laughs> I'll just leave leave it at that. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. Well, you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Pandora Podcasts. And you can also find our older shows or older episodes on YouTube if you want to check those out. Uh, you can find our social media uh, sites at Nintendo NOS on Facebook, um, TikTok. It's Nintendo underscore NOS on our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS on Instagram at Nintendo NOS IN. Shoot us an email at Nintendo Nostalgia IN at gmail.com. And then you can also give us a call on our Nostalgia Hotline. Share your memories and show us some love at 317-969-5690. Josh, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for joining, and uh, it's awesome to have you on as a host every time, and uh, I love talking with you. It's always a good time, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. All right. You all as well. Later, everyone. Later, Bye. Bye.